Welcome to this episode of The Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today, we will be hearing the lately story from Kate Bradley Sherney. Kate is the founder and CEO of Lately, the only social media management platform that creates content for you with the power of AI. Prior to founding Lately, Kate served 20 million listeners as music director and on-air host at Sirius XM. She is also an award-winning radio producer, engineer, and voice talent with 25 years of national broadcast communications, brand building, sales and marketing expertise. Let's hear it from Kate. Uh, January is coming to an end and uh, today I have a special guest to close the first month of this awesome year. So, uh, you know, you you guys have been, if, if you guys have been following the show, you know that there are some amazing people who have already come on the show and I am trying to raise the bar every, every, every single time, right? So today I have, a, what, what should I call her? I call her a rock star because she, she has that kind of an energy and aura. So she's none other than Kate, Kate Bradley Churnis. She is the founder and CEO of Lately. We will meet Lately very soon. It's the only social media management platform that creates content for you with the power of artificial intelligence, right? And uh, she, as a former marketing agency owner, she has created the idea for Lately out of spreadsheets for her then client Walmart and got them 130% ROI year over year for three years. So we are gonna ask her all these questions to get these amazing information out of her. Prior to finding uh, founding uh, Lately, she has served 20 million listeners as music director, and on-air host at Sirius slash XM. She's also an award-winning radio producer, engineer, and voice talent with more than 25 years of national broadcast communications, brand building, sales, and marketing expertise. So you can imagine the kind of conversation we are going to have. So let me bring her on. Hey, Vivek. How are you? It's so nice to I'm, see you. I'm, I'm so happy you're here. Uh, finally, uh, we multiple times due to multiple reasons. Uh, one of them was Gary Vaynerchuk. So <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy to see you and uh, uh, you know have the session with you today. Me too. Hello. And what? Uh, how is it in your end of the world, like just COVID and things like that? You're, you're doing yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, people have started getting vaccines and uh, nice. things are going on. Things are going on. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, how, right? how, how, how are things there? Yeah, same. I mean, the the innovation that we're all seeing is pretty incredible. Um, and you know, I'm I feel like we're a bit in a bubble because everyone I know has had a pretty good year, but we know that's not the case for so many others, right? So I have to really remind myself to, um, you know, give back to the community and just be aware that, like, you know, not everyone has it as good as we do, and to be very thankful and. Um, and just to remember to pay it forward in every way we can, you know. So, just a reminder, <laughs> everybody Absolutely. out there. Yeah, I think I think COVID is the best uh, best uh, reality check for all of us. Uh, yeah, a reality the- check. <laughs> yeah, and as my husband pointed out, by the way, as pandemics go, this one isn't that bad. It could be way way worse, you know, like a wow. So, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. right. Uh, anyways, well, it's great to see you, my friend. So hugs from here. It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's about eight degrees where I am. So it's very cold, um, right. you know, middle of winter. And it's that dole drums time of the year where everybody's like ready for spring, you know. I, I, I imagine because I cannot, you know, I cannot brag about winter and snow to people in the U.S. Because that's, that's <laughs> terrible snow. Here I have to travel to some place to see snow, which I didn't uh, Nice. So it, <laughs> the first time in my life. Oh my God, that's amazing! How, what did you think? That's so great. Yeah, yeah. So that was a trip with my team, and I I could see snow for the first time. And I I spoke to people on Facebook, and they're like, Ah, snow outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool that you did that. Yeah, it's very beautiful, and and um, you know, I love this change of seasons, right? And we, by the way, the weather, everybody, is an important topic and not boring, right? Because it's the great common denominator that we can all share. Um, so never a thing to dismiss, and it's a key tool in your kit for any sales or marketing person, right, Vivek? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a perfect icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. And and um I find and, and location and all the things, right? You have to you have to start every conversation out with a few touch points of common ground so we can remember 
that no matter how we vote, especially that, you know, we're humans, right? We all care Absolutely. about the same basic things. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking about care, you know, I started the show when COVID hit us and uh, the only purpose was to bring on people like you and li listen to your journey and the kind of lessons you have learned, which we can pass on to other people. Right. So uh, I have curated a set of uh, 10 to 12 questions for you, which will cover lately and the journey so far, Gary Vaynerchuk and multiple things. So okay. if you're ready, we can start off. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you, Vivek. Okay. All right. So my first question, you know, when I was reading about you, you are, you were an award-winning radio producer and engineer. Now you are a CEO of a SaaS startup. So can you, can you take us through that journey? It's a, it's two different kind of worlds. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but they do connect, which is crazy. So yeah, I, I, I was a rock and roll DJ up and down the Eastern seaboard in, in what's called terrestrial radio here in the States um, for about a dozen years in a very unique format. It's called AAA, which stands for Adult Album Alternative, which generally means um, rock and roll and blues and reggae and, and soul and folk, like a mix of all the genres, but also the album cuts, not just the hits, right? right. And it's a radio that it's kind of smart radio in a way because um, the listeners are usually music nerds totally <laughs> um but but also want to be spoken to in a, in a more upscale way not yelled at like big monster trucks like that doesn't work <laughs> for you know what i mean <laughs> um so i was really lucky because it, the the theater of the mind right which is what real radio is based off of was prized by the company that i work started at and so i had this um, very lucky entry into that kind of world of communications. Um, and it was very creative and very purposeful, right? So nothing was accidental. And we got to pick all our own music, which, you know, that doesn't happen anymore, right? So right, right. Um, it was pretty, and, and there were people that were, um, uh, how, do I, how do I say this? The, we looked up to so many around us, right? So there are people that are, were held as like kings in my world as, as great artists. And the goal, Vivek, was to make you feel as though, even though I have the microphone, you have a voice, you the listener, right? So there's right. this two-way street where you're trusting me to take you on a journey. And part of the journey includes me playing new music that you don't know and doing it in a way to couch it in familiar music that you you do know, Right. So like the best compliment that I would ever get would be, oh, my God, I I hated that song until you played it. Right. right because right. there's something about the you know what we couched it in. And so one of the things that I learned, by the way, was how to make listeners into fans. There's a big difference. Right. It's the Absolutely. same way as customers making customers into evangelists. Right. Right. Um, right. And so just, you know, thinking about that as I've moved through you know, radio. So, so, so having that experience, right. And then uh, radio here, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but in the, in the States, it's, it's a boys club. It still is. Okay. Okay. Um, some, it's funny. It was the one thing that really didn't get touched in the me too movement, but like, I mean, I have plenty of emails of famous radio people asking me for birthday spankings and weird <laughs> weird shit. I mean, right. Yeah. So like total boys club. So, I, you know, I was sexually harassed a lot and honestly it was part of the culture. I participated in it because it's, it was the normal thing to do. Right. This is how bizarre. Um, but what I didn't like was uh, we, I didn't have this language then, but um, it's called a hostile work environment. I didn't know that's what was around me, but people using um, just sexual discrimination as a way to, you know, make you feel awful at your job and and um dis and and disproportionately put put you down, right? right? So that I knew that was happening. Again, I didn't know what it was, but it felt awful, right? Yep. And yep. it was I was frustrated, and I I my body started reacting to it, <clears throat> right? So um I don't know if others have this, but when I'm stressed, my body starts to um just scream at me, <laughs> you know, and I have all kinds of different ailments. And uh, I didn't know that then I was learning this about myself. And so eventually I became fully incapacitated um, from my hands and my shoulders. And so I couldn't um, type or touch a computer or a phone or anything without extreme pain. And this was very scary. Suddenly, I couldn't do what you do every day. <laughs> Right, right. What everybody did. I couldn't even, I was thinking like, oh my God, what job can I do? 
I couldn't even be a cashier because they're all touching computers, you know, right, right. or, or work at McDonald's. Like I couldn't do it. And um, so I, I started to research what was available. This is a long story, but um, maybe it's interesting. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I never, I never knew about this about you, but yeah, yeah please go through it. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. Um, so, yeah. So, so, um, you know, I looked fine also. So nobody believed me. That was also really hard. Um, the HR department, you know, didn't have any understanding. So at first I hired an intern with my own dollars because they wouldn't pay for it to sit next to me and type because <laughs> we hand mixed all of our own shows plus emails. It wasn't, you know, it was just a constant um, grind. And then I heard about Dragon Naturally Speaking. This is very new. This is 15, 20 years ago. I'm old. Um, and so I found a woman, there were a few like experts in the country and she happened to live in Washington DC, which is where I was. And I didn't have any money. I was a, had a radio salary, but she was a huge fan of my station. And so I had hundreds of CDs that I could give her as payment, which I did, um, which was very lucky. And she took me to the Pentagon and I saw like all the latest equipment that people who were paraplegics use to function in the world. So it was really educational um, and again, terrifying. And I was doing all kinds of medicine, Western, Eastern, like anything I could get my hands on and, and try to, you know, heal myself. So eventually um, I had to move because there was just no way I was going to function in, in that environment because um, <clears throat> they weren't helping me and I wasn't getting better. I was only getting worse. So I moved to another music related company and it was the same, same situation. They didn't believe me. It was a boys club, like yada, yada. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, one day I was crying all the time because I was so, I just couldn't, I couldn't see the way out. And I was, I was frustrated because I was doing everything in my power to fix it, you know, but right. nothing was working. And so my dad, um, my dad had enough. I was spending the weekend with my parents and he was like, you can't work for other people. And there's no shame in that. That's what he said to me. Right. right. So he had he saw something i didn't see two things which was one there's more here there's there's another possibility that you haven't seen right and he hit on what i did feel which was shame my whole thought process was deep shame that i did something wrong right and i didn't do anything wrong <clears throat> but right, um, right. but i didn't know this you know so it was an unlock you know um, sometimes that's, you need people, you need other people to give you that perspective. And then you have to be in the place to hear it too, at the same time. Right. 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 Um, so I was, so I, I read a self-help book, um, that was just helping me think about all the stuff that was coming out of my mouth was very toxic and negative. Um, you know, I was just talking to Gary V the other day, by the way, and he reminded me this again, um, about something that I've been vocalizing as, as a negative experience and how toxic it was. And it was a great reminder to just change the channel, you know? So it, we all have to relearn these lessons all the time. You know, I, I feel absolutely, like. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so anyway, so so uh, my husband gave me a, a book called The Art of the Start. It's Gary, it's Guy Kawasaki's startup handbook. Right, Because right. um, he was like, hey, you know, if you're gonna start your own company, you, you should get inspired. And I started reading the book and it's somewhere in the first or second chapter where Guy says, don't make a plan, just get started. And so then I thought, well, why am I reading this book? You know, let's move it. And right. the next day, it was total luck. I, I met um, my first angel investors. I didn't know they were angel investors. We went to lunch for a work reason. And I was just being myself and sharing my ideas. And I mean, you've seen me on, on social, Vivek, I'm, yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not the most polished person. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was spouting my ideas and kind of being, you know, renegade. And they were like, "We love you. Let's start a company. Here's fifty thousand bucks." So um, that was my first company we started. It was a music-related company. And um, as I was marketing it somebody else came along and said, Hey, you're really good at marketing. I'd like to pay you like a lot more money to consult this project. And then you don't have to be in the music industry or your world. And I needed that other um, push, right. That yeah, other unlock yeah. because 
there still there were all these uh, hurdles in my way, you know. Right. I needed to get out of that that whole thing. So we pivoted the company, and I made it a marketing agency because uh, my first client was Walmart. Essentially, um, that's who wanted the consulting, and um, that's how we ended up building a spreadsheet system for this nationwide project that got 130% ROI year over year for three years. Um, so that was the idea behind Lately. Um, I had, a, again, another friend, Steve Blood was a friend of mine. He's now my co-founder. He saw my spreadsheets and he was very interested in them. He was annoying me, honestly, all the time, asking about my spreadsheets, coming by my house, wanting to have dinner. He would. He was traveling up and down from Vermont to New York City and would stop, well, I live in the Hudson Valley, so we'd stop here on the way. And I was like, who is this? guy and, uh, <laughs> you know and i had spreadsheets now for all my clients right so it's the same process and right. um steve was like you know we just need twenty five thousand dollars, and we'll make some wireframes and we'll automate your spreadsheets and again this was all foreign words to me i didn't know what what wireframes were or twenty five thousand dollars. i i busted my butt eating ramen and beans to, in radio I was a line cook before that, right? I didn't have glamorous life here. $25,000, I was saving, I'd saved that from to buy my first house. And I was like, dude, get away from me, you're crazy. Um, and don't touch my spreadsheets. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? So he ended up, um, he was a serial entrepreneur and uh, a tech guy. He, he knew this whole SaaS world that I had not, didn't know anything about. And um, so he took the $25,000 out of his own pocket and he introduced me to Jason DeBacco, who is m one of my other co-founders. And they built wireframes, right? So those are the, the blueprints for software. And came over one night and showed me what they had in mind. So again, somebody else seeing something I, I didn't see, right? Right. And um, so from there, Lately was born. And, and Steve, I remember him saying, like, are you ready? Are you ready for this? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know what I was in for. So bring it on. <laughs> You know, as long as I can be the boss. And he's like, oh, you, I don't want any of that. You can be the boss, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, just to, just to mention that, you know, we, we have enough polished people on social media and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we need unpolished uh, real people, you know? So that's, that's good, good that, you know, because I can see a lot of, lot of your team members and a lot of your close ones are coming in, connecting, uh, commenting about, Hi guys. <laughs> About you know the way you are, never change, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all that. So you know, be the way you are. And I, I I'm so sorry uh, to hear this backstory of yours. I yeah. never, I never knew this because whenever I see you, I see a positive person, you know, who who <laughs> yeah. has who has a special love for life and you know enjoy life, do hard work and hustle and all that. All right, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, sorry, right. a long story, but you know, no, no worries, no worries. So you know. Uh, we already covered my second question. I wanted to ask about the spreadsheets and origin story of uh, <laughs> Lately. We all, all test that. So anyway, let's talk about Lately. So if for people who don't know what is Lately, so first question is what is Lately and why should marketers pay real attention to this too? Thanks so much. So Lately is the only social media management platform that creates content for you. Right, that's the the glossy one-liner, <laughs> right. um, but the details are a little more intricate. So, um, in addition to publishing across any channel you want and calendaring and analytics and all the fun stuff that comes with social media management platforms, we right. also um, work with our customers and their content to help unlock it. Right, this is a theme, um, but use AI to to help write it and do it in a way where they're writing the, the content that's gonna actually get the most clicks and likes and engagements for them. So the nitty gritty behind that VVAC is um, number one, you essentially upload a podcast like this. So you would upload right. the file and push a button and lately will instantly atomize your entire podcast into hundreds of mini movie clips of one liners that you or I say during this, right? And the kicker, though, is, I mean, well, that's amazing, right? So that's automated. Right. Imagine, just imagine, everybody, listening to this whole thing and figuring out what the best parts are and then cutting the uh, the video or the audio, either one, into into little promos, right, for um, 
to, to continue to drive traffic back here or to promote your your next show like uh, like TV would do in the next episode, right? Um, right? But behind the scenes, what the AI does, it's it's connecting to your social channels and it's analyzing all the content that you get the most engagement from. So your likes and comments and reshares. And it builds a writing model based on what it learns, the DNA of the words, of the phrases, of the literally the headlines, the social posts that you write. And it applies that DNA, that writing model to whatever you feed it. So that's how it knows what movie clips to, to pick, right? It's not just any ones, it's the best right. ones. So we get customers like Gary Vee, a 12,000% increase in engagement, right? Ooh. Okay, that's yeah. that's amazing. I'm coming to Gary Vaynerchuk later, so okay. <laughs> let's not burst that bubble right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's I I have tried lately to be honest with you, uh, and okay. I found it amazing actually because writing a copy for one blog post multiple times is a pain. If you ask yeah. me, you know, you, you recycling the content is the toughest job. And uh, I have I've done it for a blog post, but if it if it if it can take videos and podcasts, nothing like it. You know, with the click of a button, yeah. you get it's gonna get sure shot success to some percentage than doing it manually. That's fantastic. All yeah. right, uh, guys, yeah, check out uh, lately AI uh, for more details on the product. It's fantastic tool. All right, so you know. It has um, lately as a product, it has multiple dimensions. It can do multiple things like social selling analytics and all that. So can you can you introduce those different facets of this tool? Yeah, so exactly. One of the key features of lately is um, you can have a parent child account set up. So that means there's like a hub and spoke type of model where one account can actually puppeteer tens, hundreds, or thousands of other accounts. So imagine you're a company and every employee has social. Right. They're all on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, wherever it is. And a lot of people want to talk about the company and share news, but they're nervous and they're not marketers and they don't want to mess up. Right. right. So a central um, account like the CMO, for example, can auto generate content from lately. So maybe the CEO is doing a bunch of interviews. Right. She can auto generate some highlights from that, push them out instantly to all of those employee social accounts. Right. right. So whether they're, right. they could be employee advocates, they could be people doing digital recruiting on LinkedIn, they could be social selling teams who need to, right. they don't want to think about like, well, what am I going to say? Because they're better at what do I comment on after, right? That's what sales teams are good at. Or right. it could be pushing out that content to franchise locations. So like a bank that has like, you know, 50 different Facebook pages across the country, for yep. example, yep. right? Yep. Um, and the 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 parent in this case has two options. She can automatically publish content to any social account connected, or she can push that content to somebody's own lately account where the employee, maybe they do have some idea of what they're doing. They can log into lately, see the content she has suggested, and then edit or localize it or not use it, like, you know, whatever the agreement they have is, right? right? right. So this is how we work with much, much larger teams. Um, again, it's the idea of, and you pointed out and said it very well, which is writing is hard. So right. let's start you off at a place where you jump over that huge hurdle of like, oh God, where do I start, you know? Right. right. So at the very least, lately, we'll start you at third base, this is a baseball analogy, right? So imagine like, that's hard getting to first base, second base, even getting a run at all. We start right. you at third base. So all you got to do is run home. That's it, right. right? Right, right. Yeah, actually, I was not aware of the employee advocacy part because I know several organizations who struggle with running an airtight employee advocacy program because if you can, it's, it's very tough to share the content to your employees so that they can share it on their networks is very tough job. Yeah, so that can be handled by this tool. Fantastic. That's Thank a you. new information for me. All right. So now now it's it's bragging time. Okay, I want you to <laughs> <laughs> I want you to pick up the three super cool features of lately. Uh, if I give you an opportunity to pick up three super cool features, which 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 ones those will be? 
Yeah, I mean, so obviously the auto generator is balls. It's super right. awesome, right? So push right. a button and get 100 social posts in a couple of seconds that are pre-tested to be what your audience is going to respond to. Of course, right. that's amazing. Um, my One of my favorite ones is the campaign tag. So we allow customers to tag all of their content and, and organize it into different themes, right? So if you have a bunch of stuff around um, Kate Bradley's podcast or Easter, for example, um, you can organize that. So all the content has a label on it, but also all the analytics or any videos or files or photos or even short links associated with that same idea or theme, right? And you can click a button and just look at that all together or compare it to other stuff, right? So I love this. Our customers, it's our second most used feature. Um, it turns out people really like organization. Um, but you can't, by the way, we tried to sell that first. That was our, our we thought was our um, feature to lead with and it's not. So it's not very sexy, <laughs> but people do like it. Um, so right. that's one. And then the, the other one is the analytic clouds, word clouds, we might say. So um, the way that lately breaks out down that DNA, right? Um, we actually show the customer those words and they can um, Take the, they can curate the words and tell the AI to emphasize or de-emphasize different things it's looking for to build its writing model, but they can also um, reverse engineer their content, which is what they do. So for example, before someone would write a blog, they would go and look at the word clouds and see what's trending with their customers. What words right. are trending? What ideas are trending? And then they can use those ideas in paid advertising, or they could use right. it before they interview someone on a podcast, like look at the themes, you know? So right. those are the three coolest ones, I think. Yep, yep, auto generator, campaign tags, and analytics cloud. So fantastic. Yeah, these are very practical use cases I can see as a marketer myself. It's, it's These are very practical things, you know? So I, I, I think anybody should check it out and maybe fall in love with the tool. <laughs> right, all right, so, you know, um, my next question again, it's a cheesy question, but I wanted to. Uh, I wanted this question to be there. You know? So when it when it comes to social media, how can lately be like the genie in the bottle for social media marketers? So what what what? How how can we can we even position it like that? Yeah, I mean, so that's a really good analogy that we should probably steal from you. Um, but I mean, your wish is our command, essentially. And, and the wish yeah. was right for us because people have writer's block. Um, it's also so overwhelming because it's, you know, there's a great pressure, as you know, to cut through the noise, number one, and be everywhere all the time. It's impossible. You can't right. do it without software. Right? right, you can't. Right, so I mean, we're going to talk about Gary shortly, but but if anybody wants to be Gary V, Gary has an army, you know. Right, right. He, he, if you want to practice what Gary preaches, you you have to have lately. Frankly, I mean, you do. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. an army, right? So I think that's the best. Um, I mean, I'm bragging a little bit about it, but like, push button and market your small business like you were a giant enterprise for a fraction of the cost in almost no time it's kind of magic right right, right. absolutely absolutely because i i know that you know uh, me i was a freelancer once upon once upon a time so i used to have multiple brands and i needed to write copies for them daily to post yeah. i was handling like 15 to 20 social media oh my accounts. god you're the you man can, <laughs> <laughs> you can go nuts you know but with a tool like this i think a lot of pressure can be taken off and can be done better also yeah. All right. So the, the major, major, major question of this show is Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. So <laughs> I, I recently got a reply from him on Twitter and I freaked out. You did? Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, last Saturday. And uh, I, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. I, was all over the <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, I know the yeah. Feeling. <laughs> you know, because I, he is someone, you know, a lot of people, he has a lot of haters also. So uh, I'm not going to go there, but he's a person who has helped me, uh, you know, to unlock many a times in my career because he, he, his message connects with me. So coming to him, I remember one of our shows got canceled because he got connected with you. He started using uh, lately and there was a lot of things happening. So 
I know that he and his team are super fans of lately. How did that happen, and the after effects of that association? Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, Gary is a wonderful human, um, and um, he's just so good at in- integrity and really focusing on the needs of people, right? Which is so uh, basic, and he's just a, such a good reminder of how. Um, easy it is to do that and how we all forget all the time, you know? Absolutely, um, absolutely. So we met Gary because his, I'm assuming it was his team, but it might have been him directly. There was a post on his LinkedIn account that said something like, if only there was some form of AI that would create 40 social posts, you know, from my long form content. And Katie Jordan, who who consults us, who you know, Katie, um, she saw it. and She was like, hey, guys, h- hop on this. And so we did. I created a message and then we um, we piled on as a team. I was like, you know, we sh- we actually and Katie helped, we went and shared the link with everyone we knew and asked them a favor. All of our customers, all of our friends like Brian Kramer, um, heavy hitters that we knew, please, all my investors, pile onto this comment, help move it up to the top. Let's make some noise. Um, so it was engineered, you know, um, but we did. We made a ton of noise and we kept revisiting and going back and commenting and, you know, pushing it up. And so the team took note and Lauren got us a demo. <laughs> so yay, Lauren. Um, and so she worked with Jim Thompson, who was running social for Team Gary V for at the time. And w- what a nice guy. It just turned out that Jim used to work in the music industry for Billboard magazine. So we had that connection. Wow. Cool. Thank you, God. Right. So lucky. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were working with them for a little while. And, and then um, it was the summertime. And um, Gary does a thing called Four Ds, where he invites people to come to the offices at Hudson Yards. Um, usually, like about a dozen people or so, and you spend a day and you learn from all his marketing team, and you get to spend an hour with Gary as well. So I I had the opportunity to go, and and I did, um, and it was great. Um, so so Jim wasn't there. Actually, it was just a little bit unlucky. He was on vacation that week, but I I mean I was there for a reason. So. And it wasn't to get marketing advice, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> right? It was to close the deal. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time out of the room <laughs> that where we all were because um, I wanted to meet the staff that was actually using Lately. So May and Ragon. Um, I didn't get to meet Andy at that time, but um, I, I wanted to know firsthand what was your experience and what, what could we do better, you know? So that was great. They were all so kind and nice. And, um, and then Gary comes into the room for about an hour, hour and a half, and he... Uh, talks to everybody at once, but he's very focused on each person, and he goes around the, the circle. So it's a conversation of sorts. But he's ask you get to ask him questions, and he gives you very specific advice, right? So I was very impressed with um, how he he looked at each person and really focused on them. That's hard to, for me to do. It's hard yep, for anybody, yep. to do, right? Any, anybody else, yeah. <laughs> anybody to do, and so to really give give them that un. Um, Undis- undisrupted, uninterrupted um, time and, and attention and, and very clear practical advice also and, and inspirational advice because that's just his nature, you know? Yep. Um, so it was really interesting. And um, he he spent some time with me, um, eight, 18 minutes out of the hour. I know this because Ian Utile, who's one of our friends and customers, um, took all this gets recorded and published as a, a podcast by Gary, right? So, because everything's content. And so Ian saw saw that and took it apart, took my 18 minutes and sent it to me. And he's like, you know, he spent like more time with you than anybody else. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, and so at first, when we were talking, I told him what we did. And he was like, oh, we, we would never use automation here at Team Gary V for any social. And I was like, well, actually, your team is using us now. <laughs> <laughs> and he was very gracious because he could have been he could have done a million things and what what he did was he was like hey who's using Kate's tool get them in here bring them in and so um Ragan came in and Gary asked him what are you using this tool and do you like it and Ragan just said the nicest things and you know also I prepped for that right I knew Ragan was going to say something nice because I met him earlier you know um so it wasn't totally accidental. This is the CEO in me, right? Um, And so it was very, very lucky that I had that time with Gary. And Gary also, by the way, gave us some amazing advice, which is he was telling us that 
um, the way that VaynerMedia changed the way they're marketing for their customers was to stop doing cold calls and cold emails and to only work with warm leads, right? Like basically via intros or social. And so that's what Lately does now, by the way. For the last year, we only use Lately to market Lately. We only look at people who like, comment, and share our content. And then we move them into DMs and demos. And we have a 98% conversion, Vivek, 98% wow. Wow. Since, since he advised that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Great yeah, advice. That's, a, that's actually, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of people I want to meet in my life, like you, Brian Kramer, a lot of people on my yeah, Facebook man. friends. But there are two people whom I want to meet before I die. That is, one is Guy, <laughs> why, one is Guy Kawasaki, one is Gary Vaynerchuk. Awesome. I have to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, met and, Guy, I met Guy Kawasaki too, by the way. Um, and I didn't know, yeah, I, I have a picture somewhere. Um, it was at South by Southwest. I didn't know who he was at all <laughs> as before the book yeah um yeah. i know so his his book i i keep reading to every every week you know it's, it's, on my table. it's always nice. on my table. that's so awesome i think he i think um he announced recently that there's a new book coming i, I heard it on uh tiktok or clubhouse or something recently which is pretty cool right. but yeah so um anyway so to wrap up gary uh, every story is a long story Lilla. um we were working with Jim and, and and Gary, you know, I'm sure forgot about us at that point, like, because he doesn't need to know what tools the team is using or whatever. So we were working with their team and they were going to churn actually, because like, honestly, Gary doesn't really need our services. He has an army to do it for him. Right. And really the, the need was to figure out how to partner with VaynerMedia or to bring something like lately to all of Gary's 20 million followers. Right. right. And but then something happened. <laughs> so um, the world collapsed, as you know, and um, I was in a really difficult personal place because I didn't raise a funding round again and I felt really bad about it and um, was trying to figure out like how, you know, how was I gonna save my my company? How was I gonna save my team? And, and my ego was hurt because I couldn't do this thing that the industry said you had to do to like basically succeed you know and so it was really hard on me um but before i kind of took i was trying to take a break like you know the whole world my family everybody's suddenly like let's do a zoom call and i'm like kill me now i've been doing zoom my whole life and like i just need to i just wanted to hide you know i just needed right. a moment to sometimes you just have to wallow in your shit you know and that's what right. i needed to do and we had a, f a friend who you know brian moran who right. was asking us to build this feature. And I was wanting this feature. I've been asking interns to do this thing for me manually for a year and a half and no one would freaking do it. Like it was driving me up a wall. And that was the video clips feature that we just talked about, right? And so um, we did that. And Jim um, from Vayner made a, a demo Twitter account on his phone when he saw it and he went and showed it to Gary one day, just like helped, held up his phone. And Gary said, who's that? I want to meet with them. <laughs> and so we met him on Monday, the following Monday, um, and started conversations about, you know, what would it look like to somehow partner or whatever. Um, and what happened for us as a company was we were very bad at saying what we did. It's very hard, as you know, it takes a long time. <laughs> look at me. Yep. But suddenly we could just show people that channel, right? So there's a whole Twitter channel. It's Gary VTV. It's fueled 100% by Lately's content and nothing else. And he uses it as a farm. So he'll take the um, content that gets the most engagement and then republish it in other places. Right, right, fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure that you know, it's 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 onward and upward from here for you guys. You know, because it's it's a yeah. fantastic product and you have an awesome team behind it. Anyways, thanks. Well, and, and by the way, real quick, just just to show how game changing that was, and and congrats to Lauren and and Ankit and Chris. So since then, that was um, February March of 2020 we increased our MRR 224% in 11 months. So from $25,000 MRR to $82,000 MRR. Very nice, very nice. All yeah. right, so, you know, um, other thing which I wanted to ask you was, you know, uh, I want to talk about the team a little bit. So how how big is the team right now? And also, if you can talk a little bit about your co-founders, Steve, Jason, and Brian, and what, what, what kind of support, uh, what kind of work they do, and what kind of work you do, et cetera. Thanks, Vivek. Um, my team is wonderful, as you know. Um, they're, I don't know how we got so lucky. Uh, these people are so compassionate, right? 
You know this, you see it all the time. That's their biggest feature. It's so funny to have people, they're not motivated by money. It's amazing. I am. <laughs> That's my trigger, but but they're really not. Um, I, you know, they, until recently, most of them didn't take a paycheck for two years, right? Um, which is saying something, right? So there's eight full-time employees, I think eight, maybe nine, because we just hired a new one. Um, and then about eight part-time. The part-time are either advisors who basically work for me for free or and more than they intended to. <laughs> and then we have some um, really awesome interns. Alex has been with us for almost, what year is it? For four years. And Isabel has been with us for a, a little over a year now, I believe. Um, so that's really great. Um, and they're they're um, very funny. <laughs> so we have a good sense of humor. They call me out on my bullshit, which I appreciate, um, especially Lauren. She's really good at that. <laughs> and doing it in a way that I hear her, which, you know, I'm I'm kind of a bitch in that area. <laughs> like <laughs> my husband doesn't call me out in, in a way that I hear him, like, you know, which somehow she does. And um, the, the founders are my brothers, you know. You know, a lot of people kind of get dinged there. I've had people ding me because I have a male co-founding team. Um, but these guys are, um, they're just, they're hearts of gold. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't exist without them. I, I don't know how to say it. Like it, this team isn't, it's, lately isn't me, it's them. Right. You know? It's, they did this. They really did. I just happened. Someone has to be the leader, Vivek. It just happened. Yeah. You know. Right, right. I, I'm pretty sure they are all lucky to have you as a as a leader and a co-worker. I'm pretty sure about that. All right. That's fantastic. You know, such a small team doing such great work. All right. So, you know, coming to now we are done with lately. I want to talk about you and I want to focus a little bit on you because you are an interesting person to me. Right. <laughs> so I, I have immense respect for you because, uh, you know, you are a person who wears the passion on the sleeve and you're a no filter kind of person. I swear I have written this question just like this, okay? Have, <laughs> I have seen you uh, cry. I have seen you laugh. I have seen you talking passionately with dropping F-bombs here and there, etc., etc., which I love, you know. That's why we want real people. So what personal traits of yours have helped you uh, in this journey as a female entrepreneur? Um. Wow. Well, thank you, by the way. <laughs> um, I think that a couple of things like, well, one, I see the half the glass half empty. That's my default nature in life, which, right. you know, that's kind of a tough person to hang around with, right. honestly. But I, I love laughing at the absurd. I mean, life is so absurd. And if you can't laugh at it, you know, it doesn't work out for you. So I think those, because I have a sense of humor about even the worst things that happen in to me or anybody else, then it's okay. But the glass half empty is important because in a startup, you have to be constantly looking for what's wrong. Um, you know, someone, it's the, I always say houses on fire, which is a terrible analogy, but like I've got, there's always 50 houses on fire. And my job is to figure out which one gets the water today, you know, because <laughs> Right. I mean, that's just the deal, which which what is our, what's our biggest pain point. Um, and so I think there there's a couple skills there. But the the one that we talked about before that I have to keep learning is like to re to switch the channel. What when do I need to change the channel and have a mind reset, you know, perception reset? Um, and and who do I need to help me do that? And how do I need to get them in my life? Or, or who do I need to turn to? Sometimes it's Steve. Sometimes it's Gary. I like the other day. Sometimes it's Judy, one of our advisors, or Peter. Um, sometimes it's my mom, you know, who will send me a little thoughtful note, like everything is possible, <laughs> right? Um, I think that's super important is to know that you need those people in your life and to know when to listen and to know what, when not to listen, frankly, right? Like my gut is what people invested in my gut, right? That's what is our success, right? right? And so I have to listen to that too. And thankfully now I know that when something's wrong, I'm going to be in pain. So it's very easy. <laughs> like for me, a lot of times um, I'll have a panic attack and my throat will get really constrained. Like I feel like this hot fire here and it, it gets all tense. And that's usually because there's something um, I'm not saying to somebody. I need to 
you know, clarify something. So, right, your your body body gives you the right signals whether yeah. what is wrong. Yep, right, it does. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah. My next question is a is a kind of a follow up question to this. You know, I have seen you uh, do live videos from your from your car, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, when you when you are pitching to just before pitching to investors, etc. So you know, as as a uh, female entrepreneur. What are the biggest challenges you feel that it exists for female entrepreneurs today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so the thing Gary was advising me to like stop focusing on was the whole negativity around fundraising and just to stop fucking around with Silicon Valley altogether. By the way, so like I'm trying <laughs> to live this, but I want to talk about it now because I want to help other women and and let them know that like. And someone else actually was two people recently were like disbelieving. They're like, oh, you're whining about it. No, let's be clear. I'm not fucking whining. This is a real thing, right? There's all this data has come out. You Female entrepreneurs only get two to 2% of the funding. It was 2.3%. And then, whoa, in the last two years, I think it's gone to 2.7%. If you're black, you're not even on the fucking scale, right? So there is a disproportionate um it's not about the money, it's about the listening, right? So, and I, I've seen this happen in Silicon Valley and, and New York um, uh, for the last few years. And the the goal, the, what's very annoying is the goalposts would keep changing. So I've been told you have to have this for us to invest or this. And then I would meet all those milestones and then still no. And so then, you know, f for me, l my first default is to judge myself and be like, okay, well, what did I do wrong, you know? That's the first default. And that's the default of most women I know is to, our first thought is like self-examination there, you know, and self-doubt. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's men or women, because women actually, women um, venture capitalists treat female founders the same way, by the way. Um, right. Even I have found myself, I met a 16-year-old venture capitalist recently. She's amazing. And I, I prejudged her as a 16-year-old, you know, throwaway. Right. And I even told her that I did because I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm also doing this. Jesus. Um, it's in our nature. But but um, the you know, the the other thing that I had to learn how to do was to lift up other women. I didn't want to be associated in as a feminist or I'm a tomboy. Like I thought that. I thought that it was all going to be if I if I went into that world like everything was going to be about pink and lipstick you know or some kind of crazy shit like that that was what I don't know why but it was what I, TV taught me or something and in fact um, it doesn't matter if it's women or, or whatever but like you have to lift up other people when you are up right because they can only rise when people in power help them whether that's um, men at Fortune 500 companies. Or it doesn't really matter. Like if you're on top, you, it's your obligation to look around and see you can lift up. So like Lauren, for example, like she came to me and she's like, there's a lot of dudes on your team. Like I want to be one of the people, not only on your team, but like on your leadership team, you know? And I was like, oh, you're right. Let's, you know, let's sort that out. You know, what? how can I do, be a better job of making sure that even internally I'm lifting people up? Um so I think that's like the the thing that I've been trying to practice more. And first of all, get myself in a position. Like, because if I'm feeling terrible and down on myself, I can't do that, you know. Um, but to share, uh, to it's important to to communicate with other people, under other underdogs, wherever you are, about shitty experiences, not to complain about them, but to validate other people, right? right. That's what it's about for me. Right. I want people to know that, like, if it's not you, <laughs> you're not imagining because the, the biggest thing is they fucking gaslight you. They gaslight you into imagining that it, you're making the whole thing up and that's all in your mind and that you caused the whole thing. And and whatever it is like that, I hate that. That's so. Um, it's such it's just so destructive, you know, right. Um, right. Anyways, <laughs> got it. So anyways, you know, you, 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 I think, I think the whole uh, female entrepreneurship community, they need leaders like you who believe in lifting others up because that's, that's, that's a tough thing. You know, I have seen, I have read uh, research, which has such weird numbers like 2.7, et cetera, which yeah. is, which is really, really bad, you know, and the moving of 
the the milestones is also a common practice which i have heard from other people as well all right so you know since you are a good role model i want to get i want to pick your brain right. you know what are what are your top advice for other female entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs well i think the first thing for anybody is <clears throat> entrepreneurship has been hollywooded into a thing that seemingly everybody can do by shark tank and everybody else and it's not it's hard like you know we call it getting punched in the face but like the reason that i'm the leader of the team is that i have a exceptionally high tolerance for pain <laughs> doesn't you know it takes a lot for me to go down to the bottom um and in fact like i i've found the end of my rope several times it keeps getting longer <laughs> amazingly you know i did i was like oh i guess this is it now huh um <clears throat> so i think knowing that and it's really i mean the simple way to figure it out in your mind is like for me working with assholes meant physical incapacitation literally right? But not knowing where my paycheck was coming was like not that scary, right? And that was a huge recognition because that can be scary for a lot of people. Yep, totally yep. validating, right? You know? Yep. Um, and it's not because I don't have cushions to fall back on. My parents aren't rich. Like none of that. That's not why. It's just because I, I have plans A, B, C, D, E, and F, right? So I always think about what's the worst that can happen. And if it's not death, then I'm okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a simple way to look at it. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, you know, we have come to the end of it. So I have one very personal question. And finally, one gen general question, which I ask every guest. So I follow you on Facebook. You know that. And I keep seeing your dinner pictures and <laughs> birthday celebrations and, you know, all these fancy stuff. Right. So I know the person behind it. Right. Uh, David plays an important role in your life. So I know that he's kind of a rock star. So I, I, I tried to do a little bit of research on him, but I couldn't find much information. He's a very private person, I believe. So uh, what, what what kind of influence is his presence in your life? Oh, thanks. Thank you for asking, by the way. I mean, he's the best, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love him. <laughs> um, so... Yeah. Um, God, I just thank God every day for him. And when we got married, my, my thought when, when we were saying I do was, shit, I only have 40 years left for this person, maybe 50. Not enough, you know. <laughs> um, but he's very kind and um, he's, a, he's a musician. Um, he doesn't like anybody to know that because now he's in sales. <laughs> and he thinks that people want to see a, a polished person with short hair and chinos. And um you know, he's very good at what he does. So I trust that. But like the man I married is also a rock star <laughs> and yep, yep. guitar player uh, from the Damwells is their band. They were, they were my favorite record of the year, my first year at XM. So we, we met, I have the picture right in there actually of the day we met because at XM, they took a pic, the, they took these awesome studio pictures of every band. And um, yeah, we, you know what's wonderful about David is he his threshold for um, um, I don't know nagging annoyance all those things is very high um, <laughs> and like I said I'm I'm a prick I'm I'm unpolished and I'm prickly you know and I I know this and he somehow ignores it like or loves me anyways you know I remember when we first started dating I I had learned. I was a drama person. I was a drama queen, you know, and I had learned all these stupid ass tactics and he didn't fall for any of them. He just ignored me. And so nothing, none of my bullshit worked. You know? <laughs> and it was frustrating. And I, I was, thank God I unlearned that. And I actually, from there, I, I unfriended anyone in my life who was doing that. And that the toxicity we were just talking about um, that came apart because of, because of him really. And, um, yeah, he just, um, he's the, the dinner parties things that you're seeing, they're just dinner parties with us people. We're not, we're not having anybody over, but sure. we, we decide to make it special for ourselves since we can't go out. And so we, you know, we pull out the good china and we, I like to make things look nice. So I, and I'm anal retentive, so everything has its place, you know? Um, and what's nice about David is he's 
he's very celebratory life person. He's always, he loves a theme. I mean, I can go on. You shouldn't have asked this question, but he's very <laughs> into theme. So if we're having Italian dinner, there has to be Italian music and then we're going to watch an Italian movie. And he's, you know, he wow. makes, it's funny. Yeah. And he takes a lot of time, by the way, to pick those things out. So he'll spend hours curating the, the perfect, um, you know, song set for whatever dinner we're making. <laughs> You guys, you know, he, he, you guys come across as like the perfect example of opposites attract. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so he, he looks like a very patient, silent kind of person, but you on the other side is no filter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's very nice. I, I'm so happy uh, whenever you post some pictures of your celebrations and things like that. It's, it's such a wonderful thing to see on my feed, at least. Okay. All right. The final question for today is, which is a generic question I ask everybody, how has COVID-19 impacted Kate and lately? Oh, thank you. You're, you've asked, asked such nice questions today. So thank you so much. Um, so much. Yeah. Well, you know, personally, um, it's weird. Like there's, it's a combination of personal and business, I guess. I mean, so our lives haven't changed. We both work from home and we have forever for, you know, really for a long, long time. I work from home because I can't work in an office because I have a, I use Dragon Naturally Speaking. It literally hears everything that goes on a door slam. And so the microphone will go off. So, I, you know, I have to be in an enclosed private space. Um, and we're good you know, at, at doing Zoom calls and all those kinds of things. So not traveling has been honestly a, a blessing. It was, it was really hard. It was killing me. I was going to um, from New York to California once a week, every week for four months or going down to the city. I don't have to take the bus anymore. The bus is disgusting. Fuck the bus. You know, like, so I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad about that. Um, I'm sad about New York. I mean, I, of course, I want everybody's livelihood to be in a good place, you know, Um you know, family-wise, it's been difficult because we have a lot of family members that vote different than us, like a lot of other people do, um, or even people. You know, the 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 some of us potted together and some of us didn't, and then I felt very excluded from my own family members who were potting because I wasn't in their their little club, and that felt bad. And it was just this weird thing that polarized. I'm not alone. In this like suddenly polarized us in a way that wasn't expected and and like hard. You know, when yeah. I at some point. I, I felt like I needed the people I needed the most couldn't be there for me, you know, right. because they were dealing with all their own shit, you know, which right. is a lot. So um, it, it, that part has been hard, but then we have friends who aren't traveling either, who we love, who we've been able to take hikes with and like see 50 times more than we would ever see them, you know, right. so that's kind of nice. Um, but the business, as I said, I mean, we increased revenue 224% last year. Last year was a very good year to us. We've been, you know, we've been almost dead, like literally on the table, have to resuscitate lately has been uh, multiple times, you know, and a lot of people wrote us off for dead, honestly. And we just kept getting back up and, hey, maybe this won't last forever, but boy, I'm proud of this year we did. And we're about to hit a million in ARR. We're like, I think, what is it? A I think we're about a thousand dollars away from that, <laughs> which is pretty, that's a huge milestone for us. Um, Absolutely. And um, yeah, so it's, it's weird, Vivek, like it's been amazing, more or less. And m m David and I have been closer than ever. And you know, he's, he's my guy. So that's good. Um, but I, like I said, I don't, I feel in a bubble. We're in a bubble and I don't, I don't, I like that. I'm th thank God. I mean, in one way, but like, also, I don't really know how to, right. yeah. I mean, people are starving, like really starving. What do we, yep. how do we help them? You know? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a big question in front of a lot of people. Actually, I, I at least at least people are talking about it these days, uh, thanks to COVID. Earlier, uh, we used to ignore things like that, but now everybody feels the pinch when they see somebody losing job and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Hopefully, something good will come out of this. And um, I think as I'm, I'm I'm run out of questions, and uh, uh, I I wish I had more questions for you. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, all your your team member just mentioned that we you are just. $900 away from a million. 900. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're only 900. That's amazing. Oh, there must have been a sale while I was on the call with you. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, hey, thank, thank you for being our friend, Vivek. This is really kind of you. And just 
just doing this together. Hopefully someone will watch it and we lift them up together. So um, blessings. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Kate. Uh, and take care and say hello to David also. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. That was Kate Bradley Churnis. I, uh, I, I love such kind of people, you know, because it's, it's, it's who wants Polish people, right? We have enough of them. We, we have enough of drama. What we need is people like Kate, right? We want non-filtered people with real emotions in today's world especially on social media. So guys, check out lately.ai. It's a fantastic tool for your enterprise, for your startup, for your SMB, where you don't have to burn your midnight oil or get headaches thinking about what post to be written or what copy to write for each social media post. Just by a click of a button, you get hundreds of social media posts to be shared. So check it out lately.ai and i am closing it i'm closing it for this month january is out of the way february calendar is all booked up i have the king of customer experience coming on my show and i am so grateful for all these people and see you all soon thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow The Thrifty Marketer Podcast today. Now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. See you next episode. <laughs>